Welcome to Legacy Church. Thank you for joining us in our journey to see our potential in Christ become a legacy in our community. We hope that you are encouraged by this word from Pastor Chad Owens and pray that you will walk away with something incredible from your time here with us. Well, we are glad that you are here today. I mean, you guys are glad to be here. I mean, you guys are, I mean, you guys are glad to be worshiping with you. Okay, come on. Yeah. There you go. I mean, you guys are glad to be worshiping with somebody besides your family. Well, we're glad that you're here this morning. I know that things are a little bit different right now, but but we're going to do our best to just to make sure that you guys have an opportunity to worship and service, whether it be inside or outside. So we got some details that are coming in the next couple of days that we want to let you know about. So just be uh, praying for us, be watching our social media pages, so you guys will be up to date with everything that is happening here at our church. And so. This morning, if you have your Bibles, I would, lo- I would love for you to turn with me to Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19, we're going to be looking at the, the first 10 verses this morning. I've titled the, the sermon title this morning, Out on a Limb. And you'll see why in just a minute when you get there, as we begin to dive into the, the message that I feel like God has laid upon my heart this morning. So Luke chapter 19, verse 1 says this. It says, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and they began to mutter. He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to your house, because this man too is the son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save those that are lost. We're continuing our sermon, our series this morning called Fixer Upper. And I want to speak to you just a moment about the story of Zacchaeus, about some things that I feel like God laid on my heart to share with you guys today. If you look at the story, the story, the, the story of Zacchaeus is a very interesting encounter that he had with Jesus. You see, many people, as you read about in the Bible, who who had an encounter with Jesus, they had they suffered something in their life. Maybe it was something physical, something emotional, something that was in their life that maybe led them to go find Jesus. In that situation and so Zacchaeus if you look at the story Zacchaeus seems like a normal guy he doesn't really have a lot it doesn't say in the Bible that he has a lot of issues except for one physical issue and that is the only thing that the Bible talks about was that he was short so the Bible says that he wasn't a very tall person but he was very wealthy and so 
what I thought about was in that in this story is that people recognized him by his size. People recognized him by his size or by who he was in the community by by his this character trait or this character uh, situation that he had in his life. You see, it's kind of like many of us do today when we are when we're telling someone about a person. You know, you know, we've, we've all done this. You know, the guy that's got black hair or, you know, the redheaded guy or the redheaded person. You know, the guy or the lady that's got freckles or, you know, the bald guy or the, the bigger guy, which I think is a, a, an easier way of calling someone overweight when we say big, right? And so he didn't have a lot of these character issues in his life except for being small. And so a lot of times we recognize people by their phys physical characteristics that they may have in their life. And so we've all, we've all said this before, you know, when we're talking about somebody, we say, you know who I'm talking about. And when we don't know who they're talking about, what do they do? They point out a physical characteristic about that person. You know, oh, oh, gray beard or oh, freckle face or all those things. Sometimes we will do that when we're talking about somebody pointing out their characteristics or their physical characteristics in their life. And so this morning, I want to share with you three things that I really feel like God dropped upon my heart that I really feel like can speak to us today in our life. And so number one is this. What I've noticed about this story is that Jesus called him by his name. How many of you are glad today that Jesus calls you by your name? That when he refers to you, he doesn't call you anything except by your name. And that's exactly what Jesus did when he saw Zacchaeus up in the tree. The Bible says in verses 5 and 6, it says when Jesus reached the spot, the Bible says that he looked up and he said to him, he says, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. See, what I thought about in that scripture is this, is that when, when Jesus is addressing Zacchaeus there in the tree that day, what I feel like God spoke to me is this, this is how we're supposed to address other people. We don't call them by certain physical traits or certain physical characteristics, but we call them by their name. Why? Because when you call a person by their name, it makes them feel important. It makes them feel like you you like them. It makes you makes them feel like you know something about them instead of pointing out something that is physical characteristics in their life. And so Jesus shows us how we're supposed to rate, relate to people, but it also shows us how God relates to us. When God looks at you this morning, he calls you by name. When you woke up this morning, I really feel like God called you by name when you woke up this morning. He doesn't look at your physical characteristics, but he calls you by name. And I think that is so important for us to understand this morning is that Jesus called Zacchaeus by his first name. He didn't point out any faults in his life, if there were any faults. He didn't point out any physical characteristics in his life. The Bible says that he basically called him by his name. And that's what God is telling me today for us to be reminded that when God looks at us, he doesn't look at our physical characteristics, but he calls us by our name. That's a good place to say amen this morning. He calls us by our name. He knows our name. He knows our situation in our life. You see, God, when God looks at me, 
He doesn't say, oh, there's that old bearded man that's a pastor of Legacy Church, like many other people do. But he calls me by my name, which makes me feel special. Why? Because he knows me. He's not pointing out issues in my life, but he's calling me by name, which makes me feel worthy. It makes me feel valuable in my life. And that's what God is doing to all of us today. Even though you may not feel worthy or valuable today, can I tell you, God sees you as valuable. God sees you as being important. God knows you by your name. He knows that you have all these physical characteristics. He knows that we have flaws in our life that we deal with every day, but he still calls us by our name and not by our faults. You see, Isaiah chapter 43, verse 1 says this. It says, but now, O Jacob, listen to the Lord who created you. O Israel, the one who formed you says, do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. And then he says this, I have called you by your name. You are mine. We belong to God today. No matter what's going on in our life, no matter what situation is is in our world today, we belong to the Almighty God today. And he bought us with a price. You see, when we speak to people and treat them the way Jesus treated Zacchaeus that day, it places value on that person. It makes them feel important. It makes them feel like they're worth something, even though maybe they don't feel it themselves. So when we're addressing people, when we're talking to people, calling them by name like Jesus did to Zacchaeus that day. You see, Numbers chapter 20, or excuse me, chapter 6, verse 25 says this. It says, the Lord makes his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. You see, what I love about that scripture is that Jesus, or, or, or God loves to shine down on his people. He loves to shine down on his people. Because what I've learned about a shining face, when I walk up and people start smiling, which doesn't happen a lot, just to be honest with you, but when I walk up and people start smiling, it makes me feel like they want to see me. But if I walk up and they begin to roll their eyes, They don't want to see me. They're not happy to see me. But if they smile or they look like they have this shining face when when either I or you walk up, that means they want to see you. That means that they're glad that you're there. And so that's what I feel like. Maybe it doesn't say in the scripture, but I feel like when Jesus looked at that day and saw Zacchaeus in the tree, that his face just began to shine and begin to be glad. Why? Because He was looking at Zacchaeus in that moment, just like he does for you and I. It's kind of like when your children, when they're little, I know they don't do this when they get bigger, but when they're little and you've been away from them for a long time, when you get home, what do they do? They come running to you in excitement. Why? Because they're happy to see you. And that's what I thought this morning is that's what God is doing on us today. He's happy to see us. He's, he's, he's happy that we're here today physically or at home watching us. He's glad to see you today. And are we glad to see him this morning? Are we glad to see God this morning in our life? You see, Jesus made eye contact with Zacchaeus. He spoke to him face to face. He made him feel like he was worth something, maybe when no one else would. When I thought of another thing that I thought about this story is that Zacchaeus climbed up in the tree to get a glimpse of Jesus. But I thought about something else there. I think I know that he climbed up in the tree to see Jesus, but I think he wanted Jesus to see him. 
I think he wanted, to, I think it was more than him just getting a glance at Jesus. I think he wanted Jesus to look at him. It was maybe one of those moments, a look at me moment, kind of like your kids do when they do something. Hey, mom, look at me, right? That's what I think about in that moment that Zacchaeus had that day, that he climbed up in the tree, not just to notice Jesus, but so that Jesus would notice him. You see, Zacchaeus was a man of importance, as the Bible talks about. He was a man of authority in the town. He had a position. He wasn't just a tax collector, but he was the chief tax collector. So he was wealthy. He was a man of authority in that town. So he didn't naturally have people that was happy to see him when they saw him. He didn't have a lot of people knocking on his door, wanting him or wanting to go into his house. So when Jesus noticed him, when Jesus noticed him in that moment, it made him feel like he was worth something. It made him feel glad on the inside. You see, when everybody else saw a tax collector or maybe a cheat, Jesus looked past his position or his physical appearance, and he called him by name. So many times Jesus looks past our faults and our things in our life, and he calls us by our name. You see, Jesus made him feel like he was worth something. Number two is this. Zacchaeus was curious, but he was also excited. Verses 1 through 4 says this. It says, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector, and he was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. Verse 4 says, so he ran ahead and climbed in a sycamore tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. You see, he was, he, had a man, he was a man of position. He was a businessman. He developed a lot of wealth in his life, but he was curious. He wanted to see Jesus. He wanted to know about this man named Jesus. And so he ran ahead and he climbs up in the tree. Why? Because he couldn't see because the crowd was so great that day. He was a shorter man, so he couldn't see over everybody. So he goes and he ahead where Jesus is going to be passing by. And he climbs up in the tree. Why? Because he's curious. He's curious. He wants to know something about this Jesus. He wanted to see who Jesus was. So he climbed up into the tree just to see Jesus. You see, when I, in that moment, this what God spoke to me was this. This was a grown man. A grown man of authority, of position. But in that moment, he acted like a little kid by climbing up into the tree just to see Jesus. He wanted to see Jesus. He wanted to know something about this man that was passing through his town. So he climbed up in a tree just so he could get a glimpse of Jesus. Now, we don't know if it, it doesn't say that he, he was thinking that maybe Jesus would see him, but he, climbed, he put himself in a position to be noticed yeah. by God. Yeah. He made sure that he did what he was supposed to do so that just maybe Jesus would see him and that Jesus would notice him. A man of authority, a man of position, climbed up into a tree. And you can just visualize it this morning. Him climbing up into that tree just to see Jesus. Why? Because he was curious. He wanted to see what was going on. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verses 11 says this. It says that he has made everything beautiful in its time. 
He has also set eternity in the human heart. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. And when I read that scripture, this is what I thought about. That when God created every one of us, he put something inside of us that needed to be connected to him. That needed to be connected to him. When we were born, I feel like God put something inside of us, even before we were ever Christians, that just that we needed to be connected to God. He put something inside of us to be connected to him. I believe that that's why so many people try and fill their lives with things that will bring them joy or happiness or, or peace. People fill it with money or possessions or fame or some other thing just to feel some kind of love or just to feel some kind of satisfaction. Why? Because God created us to have that, that, that void filled in our life by God and not by other things. So God put that, that feeling inside of us. You see, Zacchaeus had all those things. He had money. He had possessions. He had wealth. He had a position. But there was something that led him to go see who this Jesus was. There was a void in his life that he had to go find out who this Jesus was in the moment where, as Jesus was passing by. His soul was not satisfied by the things that he had, so he, had to, he was going to look for something different. See, can I tell you this morning, only God can satisfy your soul. Only God can fill the void that's in our life sometimes by his presence, not by things, but by his presence. You see, we try to look here and we try to look there to fill an emptiness or to fill a void that only God can fill. Why? Because I feel like he created us to, to have that void in our life that can only be create, filled by him. So we look for all these different things. And I want to tell you this morning, only God can satisfy your soul. Only God's presence can bring you satisfaction and, 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 and worth in your life. Psalms chapter 107, verse 9 says this. It says, For he satisfies the thirsty, and he fills the hungry with good things. You see, when we're hungry and thirsty for God, guess what? God will fill us. But if we're also hungry and thirsty for other things, many times we pursue those things instead of pursuing God. But if we're hungry and thirsty for God, the Bible says that He will fill us in our life. You see, something led Zacchaeus to go see Jesus. Something led him that day, spurred that curiosity to go check out who Jesus was. And can I tell you this morning that people fight it all the time. People fight that feeling all the time. Some people ignore it. Some people deny it. But can I tell you this morning, there'll be others who will accept it and what God has for their life. But God, only God can fill that void that's in our life that we face sometimes in our life. You see, on the outside, Zacchaeus appeared that he didn't have any needs. But something led him to see Jesus that day. Something was missing in his life. And so he went to find out who Jesus was. And I love what verse 7 says. It says, all the people that were standing around, of course, what, what did they do? They began to mutter. They began to gossip and they began to talk. Why is Jesus going to Zacchaeus' house? Does he not know who Zacchaeus is? Zacchaeus is a sinner. He's a cheat. Why is he going to Zacchaeus' house? And here's the reason why. Because Zacchaeus was lost. Jesus knew he needed something, so he was willing to go to Zacchaeus' house 
just to minister to him in that moment. You see, when we don't understand when God is doing something in someone else's life, and we don't, it really doesn't make sense to us, or we can't fathom it, why would God do that for them in their life? The reason why is maybe they were lost or they have a need. So God meets our need. He reaches the lost. The Bible says that he came to seek and to save the lost. He didn't come for the healthy, but he came for the sick and those that were lost. So they begin to mutter. They begin to gossip and talk about the situation. But it didn't stop Jesus from going to Zacchaeus' house that day. And the last thing is this. Zacchaeus not only became a follower of Jesus, but he became a giver. He became a follower of Jesus in that moment. But the Bible says that he also became a giver. Verses 8 through 10 says this. It says, But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has came to your house because this man too is the son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save those that are lost. Jesus came, listen, Jesus came, and we all know this, but be reminded today that Jesus came to this earth to seek and to save you. He came to your life. He came to your house to change you, to change your situations, to change things about you that you may, that you may not like about yourself. He came to change those things so that you would be able to stand up with confidence and boldness with the presence of God and talk about what God has done for you in your life among other people who don't know Jesus. He became a follower that day, but he also became a giver. He gave to the poor, but he gave back four times as much as he took in the beginning. See, something happened in Zacchaeus that day. Something changed in his life. And it didn't just happen on the inside, but it happened on the outside. Can I tell you this morning, you see, people know us by our actions. You see, actions speak louder than words sometimes. And in that moment, Jesus knew Zacchaeus' life. He called him by name. Zacchaeus was curious, he was excited. But then he became a follower. And then became and then he began and became a giver. You see, it's more than just following Jesus. But it's actually doing what Jesus has called us to do. And sometimes that's being a giver of your time, of your talents, your money. Whatever God has gifted you with in your life, He's asking you, us today, are we using that for His glory? Because He came to seek and to save those that are lost. You see, when we have a change on the inside, actions follow afterwards. When there's a change on the inside of us, actions follow the change that happens on the inside of us. And that's exactly what happened to Zacchaeus that day. He had a change on the inside, but then he also began to give back what he had taken in the beginning. He was changed. He became more concerned about other people than he did himself. 
and he began to give back what, what had been taken from the people. See, Zacchaeus had to overcome several obstacles to get to Jesus that day. But can I tell you, he didn't allow anything to get in his way to getting to where Jesus was. And many times we allow obstacles to get in our way of what, where God is leading us or where God is trying to take us. And what God is saying to us today is this, push those obstacles aside. Push that feeling out of the way. And if I've called you to go there, then go there because I'm going to supply you with everything that you need. I'm going to give you my presence. I'm going to give you this power. You're going to be bold. You're going to be courageous when you take a stand for me. Zacchaeus made a change that day. He became a follower, but he also became a giver. He didn't allow his position to keep from seeing Jesus. And then it made me think of another story. In the Bible, of kind of a similar, similar situation of the rich young ruler. You see, he came to Jesus trying to find out about eternity and everlasting life. And Jesus looked at him and he told him, he said, now go sell all your possessions and, 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 and come follow me. But in that moment, he could not let go of the possessions because he cared more about the possessions than he did about actually following Jesus. And he walked away that day holding on to his possessions. But in that moment that Zacchaeus met Jesus, Zacchaeus let go of his possessions, Zacchaeus let go of his life, and he followed Jesus. And he followed see, God is asking all of us today to take a stand for Him. Church looks different today than it did two months ago. There's obstacles that we've had to climb over. But can I tell you, when we do, the Word of the Lord will go forth. Nothing can stop God's Word. No, no, no sickness, no disease. No obstacle, nothing can stop God's Word. And can I tell you this morning, God's Word is going forth in ways it has never gone before. And it will continue to do so when the church continues to follow God and not themselves. He made a change in his life, and it was obvious that he made a change. You see, I read a quote this week, and this is what it says, and I'm going to pray, and we're going to be dismissed. The quote says this, it says, to reach the fruit, you have to be willing to climb out on the limb. In order to reach the fruit, you got to be willing to climb out on the limb. In order, listen, in order to get more of Jesus, we've got to put ourselves in a position to get more of Jesus. Are we willing to climb out on the limb? Are we willing to go the extra mile? Are we willing to do more than sometimes than what's expected of us? Because when we do, God's going to bless us and He's going to bless what we're doing. So this morning, I want, I want you to bow your heads, if you would, just for a moment. I'm going to pray just a, just a simple prayer over us this morning, and we're going we're gonna to let you go this morning. So glad that you came. I'm so glad that those that, that joined us you know, live this morning at home, what I feel like God is saying to me and to us today is this, is that, that God, is, God is, is in a position 
to do more than we can even imagine or think in our minds. The question is, are we ready for it? Are we ready for it? Dear Heavenly Father, God, this morning, I thank you for every person that is that is watching here today, whether in their car or at home. God, I, I, I know that this message is for someone today. God, I know that there may be someone that may be dealing with something in their life, a situation, a, a circumstance, something that, that just, they just need a touch from you today, God. And maybe someone today that is watching, God, that they, they may be lonely or maybe they don't feel worthy or maybe they don't feel special, God. But, but God, when you look at us, God, what do you see? You see something that is of worth. You see something special. Why? Because you paid the ultimate price for our life. So today, God, I pray that you would just minister to those at home. Minister to us that are here today at the church. God, I pray, God, that the word of the Lord would go forth through these vessels, God, to reach those that are around us, because the word says that you came to seek and to save those that are lost. God, you know us by name. So, God, we're so thankful for that. And, God, I give you praise. And I pray, God, that as we leave this place today, that your blessings that your protection would be around us today, that we would go in your spirit, that we would go in your presence, that we would go in your power. Because, God, without that, we don't have anything. So, God, we thank you today for showing up through our worship and through this word and touching lives today. God, we give you praise and we give you glory in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen and amen. Go ahead and hit your horns for me this morning. Thank you once again for joining us at Legacy Church. Stay tuned in to our website for updates on events and check out other messages under the online listening tab. We'd love to see you, so join us Sundays at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Have a blessed day.